Today on Babby's House, my very special guest is Sharon Caldwell, who has written a book called A Living Savior, which chronicles her journey with bulbar ALS, an aggressive form of ALS which affects things like breathing, speech, and swallowing. Also joining us is our mutual friend, Ann Chastain, who will join in our conversation today here on Babby's House. Stay tuned. Babby's House is coming to you right now. Every day is filled with possibility at Babby's house. Babby's house. Everybody is family. Welcome to Babby's This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to Babby's House. I am your host, Babby Mason, and thank you. Thank you so very much for joining me for today's show. I really do believe that today's show is going to be a great source of encouragement to you. My very special guest is Sharon Caldwell, and she is uh, journeying right now with Bulbar ALS, which is an aggressive form of ALS, and we'll hear her story. We'll meet some very special friends along the way who will join in our conversation it's very um, interesting how this uh, disease progresses, but my friend Sharon Caldwell will let us know that in every circumstance, she's found her strength in the Lord. You'll want to hear this beautiful conversation today with Sharon Caldwell. But right now, I want to sing a, a great song for you, and it just lifts up praise, honor, and glory to Jesus. You'll know it, and you can sing along with me. It's called Every Praise. Every 
Welcome back to Babby's House. I have the awesome privilege of introducing some very special people and some good friends to Babby's House today. My very special guest is Sharon Caldwell, and she has written a book called A Living Savior, and it's a devotional for pals, people with ALS and their caregivers and families. And in this book, Sharon Caldwell chronicles her journey with bulbar ALS, which is an aggressive form of ALS, which affects motor skills, breathing, swallowing. And um, her daughter is with her and will be joined by Zoom with them and I will meet them in just a moment. But I want to introduce a very special friend who's gonna help facilitate our conversation. We are longtime friends and uh, friend, uh, Anne Chastain is a mutual friend of Sharon and of mine. And, and the beautiful thing about Anne Chastain is she is a world changer. She connects people and her, I think her, one of her beautiful gifts, gifts is helping to love people like Jesus would love people. So I want you to welcome everybody, all of my very special guests, Sharon Caldwell, her, her daughter, Ann Chastain. You'll meet uh, them in just a moment. But first of all, Ann, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Daddy. So always wonderful to be in your house. Always good to see you, my friend. And <laughs> thank, thank you so very much for always joining people, great stories, and uh, just to make God look good and to show how big he is. Now, you and I go way back to the 80s. As a matter of fact, here's a little inside story. I was Ann's middle school music teacher, and I've watched Ann grow up and mature in the Lord, and we've worked together for many years in ministry, and I've watched Ann become a person that God really uses to bring people together. Now, Ann, you have known Sharon, and I want you to introduce her and her family, and kind of tell us a little bit of the backstory here. I will. Well, our mutual friend, Kay Parker, um, has bulbar ALS, and it just rocked my world. And so she's three years now in bulbar ALS, which is the most aggressive form. And so out of grief and just tears of when is the last time I'm gonna hear my friends speak? When is she going to see Jesus? Out of that grief, God gave me an idea to take all of her research on items that have to do with speaking, communicating, having food through a feeding tube, because if you've lost the ability to eat, if you don't get the nutrition, it's very difficult. So she had a feeding tube. So we send these special boxes full of over 25 items to women like our friend Kay, who are living with bulbar ALS. And so that's how I met Sharon. I go through Facebook sites dedicated to ALS, mm. and I look for people like our friend Kay, who are wanting to live life, get a feeding tube, who are not, they're gonna live life as long as they can live. Yes. Those are those kind of people yes. I'm looking for. Yes. And Sharon Caldwell is one of those people, and who, wait, is she living life full throttle? Yes. Love her, and you're an amazing influencer. She is too, she has a heart for women, she's a mother, a grandmother, a community leader, and I just couldn't help but introduce two amazing friends together. Well, thank you for doing that. Sharon Caldwell is with us. And would you introduce her daughter as well? I will. Her daughter is Christy. She has two daughters. She's got grandkids, and her daughter Christy is with her today, and the reason is because Sharon can no longer speak. And so just a real brief story about her Sharon's diagnosis. Uh, back in May of 2020, she just had slurred speech and went to the ER and you know, I thought maybe she was having a stroke or a TIA. Four months later, she's in the neurologist's office. Her daughter's waiting in the car. And he basically, her neurologist sticks out his hand and says, Sharon, 
This is ALS. It is always a downward slide. Mm. And unfortunately for you, you have bulbar ALS and it's at the cliff. You may have two to five years to live. And so alone, hearing this devastating news and not even knowing what the word bulbar really means, she went back. She didn't want to tell her daughter without telling her husband first. This woman literally had a diagnosis reveal party in her mm. backyard with wow. caramel apple pie wow. with her, her daughters, their spouses, and she shared and began her journey of seeing how Jesus Christ is a living Savior to her Amen. in spite of ALS. Amen. Well, thank you for that introduction. Thank you. Absolutely. And Sharon and, and Christy, thank you for joining us today and welcome to Babby's House. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Well, Sharon, I want to talk with you for a moment, and, and we're using a little bit of technology. Sharon is, has um, programmed her answers because she no longer has the ability to speak. So we're using a lot of technology today here on Babby South, which I think is, is, is this innovation is pretty cool. But Sharon, it sounds like your diagnosis reveal party showed how you handled the early days of your illness pretty well. What's, so what's been your hardest part of ALS in the last two years? The hardest part of my last two years was actually right after my diagnosis. I thought I was bold and could handle it, but I quickly went into crying, depression, anger, and, oddly enough, even inappropriate laughter, what I now understand as PPA, pseudo-bulbar effect, was ruining my days. I prayed for self-control and sought a counselor, but I couldn't find anyone willing to take on an ALS patient. My doctor recommended taking a special medication to help my external self-control, but I was still troubled inside and wanted a counselor. It was then that the Lord reminded me of the verse from Isaiah, for unto us a child is born, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Here was the answer, Jesus is my Wonderful Counselor. His familiar names in the Bible spoke to me in new ways. In every new loss I would look to Jesus. I would always think that my most recent loss was the number one hardest loss. Then I'd turn to Jesus until he got me through it by showing me something new about himself. Then another loss would happen and it would start all over again. Seven times, seven losses, right now. I'm dealing with the beginning of mobility and breathing issues and the seven names of Jesus have brought me closer and closer to his heart. Well, thank you for that beautiful answer, Sharon. And so eventually you recorded your thoughts in your book. Congratulations again on your book, A Living Savior, A Living Savior, which is actually an, a an acronym for ALS. And so why do you think people should read your book? Horizontal ellipsis. I hope that. The no, try that again. I hope that this book will give pals and their caregivers and families a sense of belonging. Having a diagnosis of ALS can mm. feel so isolating. Yeah. People like Anne Chastain have helped us in amazing ways to connect to one another. We need to be able to laugh and cry together, to connect, to share our feelings, and have a group to which we belong, 
And we need relationships we can count on. Most of all, we need a sense of belonging to God. We don't want to feel that he's abandoned us. As we are facing dying, we need to know a living God. My book includes prayers, Bible stories, and reflections that might help the reader. Like being grateful, writing your own prayers, asking God to speak to you from his word, the Bible, asking him what he wants to show you, asking him what he wants you to do. I call that God's bucket list. I'd suggest that if any pals or their caregivers are at that point, where they are longing for a sense of belonging to God in their last days, then their hearts may be moved as they read this book. Beautiful answer. So um, it looks like you have a beautiful community of friends as well as a strong uh, community of believers who help you stay connected to God. So what have you learned about God as you were writing this book, Sharon? There are seven wonderful names of Jesus in my book. Jesus is the word, the bread of life, the giver of living water, the vine, the giver of the fruit of his spirit, the good shepherd, and the giver of the breath of life. I also learned that God is the source of joy even in my illness. Wow. As the Bible says, mm. the joy of the Lord is my strength. God has a sense of humor that made me laugh mm. at circumstances mm. like my Chewbacca mm. voice. Mm. Then there was the mm. fact that my speech app mm. accidentally called my mm. brilliant daughter a dummy head. There were times I made my nurses laugh, like when I was getting Botox for saliva reduction, and I said to be sure to give me extra for wrinkle reduction too. She paused to explain, then realized I was joking. Then there was another time when I asked to take home the green molded radiation mask. I said I could surprise my grandkids by making a superhero costume out of it. I often feel the joy and laughter of anticipation and hope, even as I walk through the darkness with my Savior. That's the joy of the Lord. I also learned more about God's sovereignty. God has had a good plan that existed long before me, and I just fit into it. Of all the names of Jesus in my book, I have a favorite, one that I love the most. I love him for being my good shepherd. He carries me through it all, like a lamb on his shoulders, who would not want to be carried by Jesus. I like to think of him, scooping me up in his arms, and carrying me into heaven with him. That's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful how the Lord has met your needs in so many ways. You write about death and dying in your book, but most people don't want to hear about the dying process. Some people only like to think about heaven and not dying. How do you handle that, Sharon? You're right. No one likes to think of the dying process. It's easier to escape the fear and just skip right into thoughts of heaven. The functional losses of ALS are things that no one likes to talk or think about. But these are the areas where I need God the most. These are the areas that my book is about. And these are the areas where Jesus meets me. I used to think of escaping the dying process. 
The Bible says even Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. I could relate to that, focusing on heaven as my escape to. But then I realized that the joy set before Christ was our salvation. He didn't just want to escape this world. He wanted to take us with him. So for me too, I don't want to focus on escaping into heaven, but on the joy of salvation that is mine in Christ right now. In one loss after another, our Heavenly Father has been showing me that focusing on Jesus is the best thing I can do. It does more than to merely bring me through the pain, depression and anger. Focusing on Jesus brings me a new kind of joy to replace my losses. Sharon, uh, your answers so, are so beautiful, and thank you for using technology so that we can hear your heart today. This is so powerful. So how can we pray for you and what you call PALS or people with ALS? How can we pray for you and the ALS community? Thanks for asking how to pray for me and others like me. Of course, we appreciate that your first prayer is always for healing. God is all-powerful and He can heal, or not. He is sovereign. He can do anything. The elders from my church, plus three prayer groups, prayed for my healing. Many friends started with bold prayers and get well soon cards. That's okay, but as the disease progresses, people may stop sending get well cards. And don't know what to do. So, what does a terminally ill person do when God doesn't answer a prayer for healing? Mm. Get mad at God. Stop believing. Figure I'm not worthy, not deserving of God's love. Feel God doesn't care about me anymore. So the second prayer needs to be simply for God's comfort, physically, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually. Prayers that I would trust God and stay in his presence for his comfort. Then, some people prayed a very bold third prayer for me. I'll call it the comfort pour over prayer. It's based on a verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and reads the verse. Yes, I want us to look at that. Anne Chastain, you're such a wonderful friend and facilitator, and thank mm -hmm. you for bringing all of our friends together for this wonderful conversation. And so Sharon has talked about a, a passage of scripture that means yeah. so very much. Can you read that for us? Absolutely. Share a little bit about that. Thank you, thank you. 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we are, ourselves have received from God. Amen. And thank you for that, Sharon, uh, for just opening up the door to your story and allowing us to see how God is working in your life in, in uh, the light of immense difficulty. And what's so beautiful about your story, it's not just applicable to people with ALS, but it's a applicable to anyone who is on a hard, on a journey with hardship. And so um, I, I know it's only been just a few uh, months since the publication of your book, but how is the book impacting people who are already reading it?
we're, we're, we're working with technology, all right? Yeah, just a minute. <laughs> all right, you all take your time, and you can answer that question whenever whenever you like. Yes, but, um, God has already used this book in surprising ways to minister to caregivers as well as their loved ones with ALS. During April, before the paperback book publication, a relative of a woman in our Bible study group had ALS. Her family gladly read her the devotional e-book version to bring peace and a saving knowledge of Christ to her before she died. And since the book publication, just a month ago, several others have shared how God has already used it. I am truly amazed at how God works. A young man recently stopped by our house, offering to inspect our roof for recent hail and wind damage. I motioned to my husband Tom to come to the door. As the young man realized I couldn't speak, he said God bless you. Then he noticed the Easter cross on our door and asked Tom if we were Christians. So they started to talk, and the young man said he was sorry I couldn't speak and asked to pray for me. Mm. After their prayer, Tom and he continued talking while I was thinking about my upcoming conversation with you. Babby, I had my proof copy of A Living Savior by my side, and so I showed the young man. He read the table of contents and suddenly had tears in his eyes. I used my speech up to tell him how I trust in Jesus and encourage others, no matter what, even if I'm not healed. Although God can heal me anytime, I signed the proof copy and gave it to him, perhaps to read and share with someone else. He was so overwhelmed, and that was the first day after my book was published online. It's truly amazing how God works. That is so beautiful how God is using this book uh, called A Living Savior by Sharon Caldwell to impact everyday people who come knocking at your door. And this is just so beautiful. Congratulations on writing such a great book. And you also painted the cover. Talk to me about that. So I made a watercolor painting as I meditated on each name of Jesus for the living water. I painted a rolling river. I showed it to a dear friend and it reminded her of a place where she and her husband had been on a missionary trip. Shortly after I showed her the painting, her husband suddenly became ill and went home to the Lord. Hmm. So I framed the painting and wrote this verse on it. Revelation chapter 7, verse 17. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. God used the timing of that painting to bring eternal hope to her in the midst of her loss. It touched her heart. That is God's good plan to bring eternal hope to all pals and their caregivers in the midst of their losses. And so it became the cover of my book. That's beautiful, Sharon. Thank you so very much for being my very special guest today and for writing this great book, A Living Savior by Sharon Caldwell. And thank you, Christy, for uh, being able to sit there by your beautiful mother and help facilitate this interview. Thanks for joining me, all right? 
Thank you, Babby. It has been such a joy to be with you. One of my favorite songs of yours has always encouraged me. When I think of my ALS, I remember that God is too wise to be mm. mistaken. God is too good to wow. be unkind. Wow. So when I don't understand, when I don't see his plan, when I can't trace his hand, I trust his heart. Wow. Love you, dear sister, Babby. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. That means the world to hear um, that those words have spoken to your heart. Once again, thanks for being my special guest. We're going to take a quick break. And after this break, we're going to come back with more of Babby's house and wrap up things with my good friend, Ann Chastain. Don't go anywhere after this break. We'll be right back with more of Babby's house. Stay tuned. I hope you've enjoyed our show today here on Babby's House, and I hope you've enjoyed meeting Sharon Caldwell and her daughter, Christy. Thank you again, Christy and Sharon, for being my very special guests. Thanks for joining me today. And Ann Chastain, absolutely, thank you once again. And Ann Chastain, thank you for, for facilitating all of this. You're a very good friend, and it's always good to see you. Thank you. One generation is to tell the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord to the next generation. Thank you for giving Sharon this opportunity. Amen. It's a treasured moment. Thank you, Pat. It is a treasured moment. I love moment. you, girl. I love you too, precious one. And bless you, friend. Thank you so very much for joining me here for Babby's House. Do me a favor and stop by my official website, which is babby.com. And there at babby.com, you'll see a listen live button that will take you to our internet radio station. Enjoy that beautiful music and encouraging words around the clock. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That is my prayer. Until the next time, we'll see you again. God bless you. Thank you.